Hi everyone. Welcome back to the How Did You Learn to Do That podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and the support since we've launched and for tuning back to this week's episode. We would love if you could please continue to help us grow by sharing, liking, and subscribing to all of our social media accounts and letting all your family, your friends, and your communities know about us and helping us to build this community of thoughtful, people that are on their own journeys through their purpose to their purpose in life. We release episodes every Monday. So stay tuned. You can, you can hit the notification button on our YouTube as well as subscribe and follow us on Spotify and Apple podcasts, as well as any of our social media accounts to know every time we drop a new episode on Mondays. And I hope that the stories that we share will help you to explore and inspire you to set you on your own journey to finding your purpose in life. And as always, we will continue to have authentic conversations with our guests so you can actually feel and see their passion and their love and their joy and encouragement that they have in themselves and for you to continuously strive to thrive in your life as opposed to cope and to continue to live your life on this journey to finding your purpose in life. Okay, so today our guest is Ian Stearns. He is the creator of Out the Box, which is a company that's main purpose is to inspire people to break free from the box society is trying to conform them to. And to live life, live a life of passion, power, and purpose. Ian's purpose is to help people transform through sports and personal development so they can step into their potential and live a fulfilling life. His mission is to build personal development sports recreation centers all around the world. He's currently a life purpose coach, helping entrepreneurs and leaders find work they were called to do by helping them gain clarity to their life's purpose. He is also serving as a Christian missionary, building sports programs in Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. So all the way from Mongolia, I'd like to welcome Ian. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Thank you for having me here. And Jez, I really appreciate it. Thank you for joining me. And you'll see I have a little bit of a different background today because it is 5 o'clock in Vancouver, um, but also 8 a.m. in where Ian is from. And uh, because my daughter is awake, I can't record downstairs. Otherwise, you'll only hear her screaming the whole time and trying to get on the podcast. (laughs) That's awesome. So I did have to sneak into our office quietly so that I can do this today. So... (laughs) Ian graciously agreed to join and share his story today about his purpose in life after I, after he had actually posted on a Facebook group that we're both on around people that are seeking to find their purpose in life. And he posted a question on there and I responded to the question and said, you know, if anyone's interested to share their story, I'm happy to have you on the podcast. And Ian graciously messaged me and asked if he could be on the podcast and share his story, which is very interesting. And I'm excited to actually hear more details and more about his journey and his purpose in life. Yes, so, I'm excited to share. So I'll let you take the reins, Ian, okay. to talk about kind of where you started and how you got onto this journey to finding your purpose in life and how you actually right. ended up in Mongolia because you are not originally from there. All right. Sounds good. So I'll just go ahead and start at the beginning and uh, go through it as quick as I can uh, for the sake of time. So I don't, so I'm not going off on a tangent. Mm -hmm. So, so I used to be so different than I am today. 
I used to be so introverted, uh, not so introverted, but so, so shy and so self-conscious. I grew up very uh, quiet, like I, I, it was hard for me to make friends. But when I was young, I had uh, one outlet that allowed me to do that, and it was sports. So I, I stuck really close to sports, football, baseball, and basketball. Those were my sports. And uh, every, every season I was playing football, then baseball, then basketball. And that, that's what allowed me to express myself. That's what allowed me to, to make friends, to fit in, you know, because I was so shy. I could, so awkward in conversations that uh, I only had sports competition to prove myself, you know, to prove that I had a voice. So I really, sports like gave me an identity growing up. So mm -hmm. I had this big dream that I would one day become a professional athlete because I, I love sports so much. So that was my goal. I wanted to be specifically an NFL superstar. So by the time I got to university, I was uh, going for my dream. Actually, I'm the first one in my family to go to university. And the crazy thing is I graduated high school when I was 20 years old because uh, school was not my thing at all. <laughs> but, uh, and actually, I didn't even like school, but I knew I had to go to university in order to continue my dream in, in football. So I did everything I could to finish and not get my GED. That's why I uh, was 20 years old, going back to, to night school and all that stuff. And um, long story short, I found myself getting kicked off my football team for the second time because of my grades. And uh, this kind of, it, it was a second university as well. The first university I got kicked off, I was ineligible. So I went to a junior college, same thing happened again, patterns just repeating itself. And uh, I found myself having to go back home, of feeling like a failure, uh, not knowing how I was gonna confront my, my family and my friends, like, cause they all thought like, wow, he's gonna be a superstar. You know, next time we see him, he's gonna be on TV, uh, especially like my family, like, that's the dream I was telling him, like, I'm going to go do this. But I found myself coming back, having to find a job, working in the oil fields, which I absolutely hated. Uh, transitioned to the railroads, which was the same. <laughs> hated them both equally. They were good paying jobs. I was making good money, but working 50 to 60 hours a week, uh, 10 hour days. And it was just unfulfilling. And I hated every moment. I hated waking up at five in the morning to get to work. I hated feeling like a robot every day, you know, so I've always felt like I was called to do something greater, greater in life. I've always felt like I was the one to, to change things in my family, you know, to finally bring us like financial freedom, financial uh, security in our life. But we've never had that growing up. So I've always felt like that was me, but I felt like I lost out on everything at that moment. So it led me to into a depression, uh, getting into drugs and alcohol to try and soothe that, that pain, that quiet depression that I was going through and, and um and it wouldn't last long you know you take the drugs you drink you party and then the next day you feel like crap again you know so it's like but you just get in a cycle and and I started to become addicted to specifically the pain medication that's what I was on and uh and I, I felt it just taking control of my mind my body my finances so I knew it was just becoming a problem um but one day I was in a, a network marketing company. I just joined at that time. And uh, this book kept coming across over and over and over. And at that time, I, I hated reading. I couldn't stand reading because, I, first of all, I hated school. 
Uh, and then they taught how they forced us to read things. Like I never read any book before in my life. Uh, I would always just fail out of test or anything because I, I just couldn't read. I have a, a problem like with focusing in, I guess it's ADHD never really got diagnosed, but <laughs> it's hard, especially when I'm not interested in it, you know? Yeah. So, um, uh, this book kept coming across. I didn't want to read it, but uh, I, I, one day I was watching the news and this little boy created an application and he, he released it into the marketplace and he had over 1 million downloads. He is eight years old. Wow. The interviewers, uh, yeah, the interviewers interviewed him and asked him like, how did you know how to create this? You're only eight years old. Where did you learn how to create an app? And then in the app had a physics engine. And then uh, he was like, well, I just went to my school library and I rented a book on physics and also rented a book on how to create applications. And then I created it and I was like, just had like a big, like aha moment. Like, wow, there's so much power in being able to read, you know, like in reading. I was like, there's, and then I was like, you know, I have to get that book. So long story. Well, that, sh that book was called rich dad, poor dad. And that was the first book that I ever attempted to read on my own. And it was the first book that I ever read from cover to cover. Once I opened it, my mind just began to start like, wow, like possibilities came up in my, in my, in my life. You know, I thought it was going to be a book because the subtitle says what the rich people teach their kids about money that the poor middle class don't. So I thought it was going to be a book on uh, like the secrets of the rich, you know, what the rich know that the poor don't, but it was just a book all about mindset. It was just mindset. Like uh, they, the reason why they're rich the reason why they're poor is just because of how they view money you know how they see view opportunities as well and i was just like and it was just giving these examples uh for example it says the rich uh work or the poor middle class work for, hard for money uh but the rich people make money work for them and that was like is that even an option in life you know i didn't even know that <laughs> how can you make money work for you so it was, this book was, it was there was so many things that it was saying like that and then at that point I kind of got introduced to the whole world of personal development and that set me on a, a more positive direction in my life. And I was still with the drug, struggling with drugs and alcohol. Uh, after that book, I wanted to become an, a, a successful real estate investor, you know, start my own big business, you know, how everybody's dreams become after reading that book. So mm -hmm. I, I was chasing that desire right off the bat, saved up money, went to real estate school, found myself failing out of real estate school. I was like, what the heck? You know, I thought this was my big opportunity. I thought this is what I wanted, you know, but uh, for some reason I couldn't focus in and pass that test. And uh, I was kind of giving up again on life, uh, doing more drugs, smoking like a pack of cigarettes a day. And uh, long story short, um, one of my pastor friends uh, from back in the day reached out to me. And uh, well, he was, I saw some things he was doing on Facebook and he reached out to me and he asked me uh, if I'd be interested in coming to China to help with his ministry, uh, to learn missions. Uh, he would teach me how to be a missionary. Uh, also, he'll find me a job teaching English and stuff. And I was like, I, at that moment, I never thought about leaving the United States before in my life. I didn't even have a passport. Like I had no plan to live anywhere else. But I was reading a Bible for give yourself unto the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Right. So seek the Lord first, seek the kingdom of God first, and he will give you the de desires of your heart. So, um, I, 
that kind of spoke to me at that time. And I was like, wow, my whole life I've been trying to like chase my goals and my, my desires, not ever asking first what, what was his desire for my life, you know, uh, not never, it was just a selfish goal setting pursuit. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's why I kept failing. I felt like, so I was like, let me just challenge this. Uh, let me see if this is real. Let me see if God's promise to me is real. So I was like, there's no other better way to challenge it than to accept this offer, you know, and I kind of wanted to leave because I didn't want to be in my environment because my friends, my, all that stuff were just around, you know, it'd be hard to quit doing drugs. So I was like, that was my way out. Uh, so long story short, went there, um, faced another challenge in my life. <laughs> One of the biggest challenges in my life, actually, uh, when I got there, uh, the, I had just got fired from my job, an English teaching job. First of all, they told me that uh, my skin was darker than than the picture, so they they didn't wow. want me to teach there. Yeah, they're they're like the most openly nicest racist people you ever meet. Chinese people, <laughs> they're like, oh, your skin's a little too dark, and then also you're not a good teacher, you know. So I, I never had any uh, prior teaching training before that, so I wasn't a good teacher at that time. Um, but I got I lost my job. And then uh, I had no money, no income. I was there. And my, my pastor found me a, a quick job, like one day job. But it was to stand on a stage and present how to t- uh, sing English songs better for a big Fortune 500 company there. And there was like 300 people in the, in the company watching. Uh, it was like a sing- uh, song competition that they were having inside the company. So uh, I said that, uh, no, I can't do that. Like that's never like I can't do that you know because that's my biggest fear it's public speaking there's no way like I can't even like speak to want like more than two people with their eyes on me without like sweating or getting nervous or my voice shaking so I was like there's no way is there anything else you're like this is all we got and actually I already told them that you would do it and I was like what (laughs) I was like oh my goodness uh, the, he connected me with them and I was doing my best to say like, I'm not the guy I've never spoke before in my life. I don't even know how to speak. Like, I don't know how to sing songs. They're like, Oh, you don't need to know. You just, just, uh, figure like teach it, you know? And I was like, Oh my gosh, they're not going to let me go. And then uh, my pastor reminded me at that time that about my dreams and my vision of becoming this great leader, you know, mm-hmm. of building this, uh, a great company, like of becoming a real estate investor. Like, uh, you, didn't you say you wanted that? And I was like, that's true, you know, and I moved across the, the world to change my life, to decide that this is it, you know, I, I want to step into that person. So I had to th- look back and think the reason why I was there in the first place. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to try it, you know, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> and uh, long story short, I did terrible in the, in the um, presentation. I was like so nervous standing there one place, like looking at the slides the whole time, not even looking at the audience and uh, just reading it word for word almost, you know, uh, sweating up there, stuttering and uh, no emotion behind my words, just speaking. <laughs> and as soon as the, the slide said, thank you, I just walked, walked off the stage. I almost felt like dropping the mic and running, but I just walked off, handed them the mic and sat down so quick, like. I was like, okay, now I can collect my money and I can leave. You know, I did it. <laughs> I'm finished. I didn't pass out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the craziest thing happened though after that. I was in the lobby and I was uh, waiting for my, my check. 
my compensation and this one contestant from the singing competition came up to me and he said, thank you. He was like, thank you that your presentation was so helpful. And, uh, I'm going to actually implement what you taught today. I feel like it's going to help me. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. That'd, that'd be great. And then, uh, cause the day before I just like went on Yahoo, how to sing English songs better. And I, type that in. That's what my presentation was. <laughs> I had no connection. I didn't, there was no thought behind it. I just copied pasted almost, you know? So, um, yeah. Uh, after he said that to me, he walked away. Uh, my mind was kind of like shifted at that moment. Like, like I actually helped somebody through what I did and I, I was terrible. I did a terrible job. I hated every moment of it, but at the end, somebody was blessed from my, my speech, my presentation. And I was like, kind of just blew my mind. Like, uh, and then more like I was, I went home and I thought about it that day. And I was like, like, wow, like if I could do that, if I could help somebody through like something I didn't even like care about, like, what could I do? How could I help people like through something I, I did care about, you know? And then there was one thing, like, how did I even like do that? How did I stand up on that stage? Like, what, where did I even get the guts to do that? Uh, at that moment, I didn't know know what it was. But now looking back, I can tell like clearly the reason why I was on that stage is because I had a purpose. You know, I had something bigger to live for than myself. Mm-hmm. It was no longer my own personal goals, but it was like I felt ca- called by God to do this. He set that up and it was it wasn't it was for the greater good of like, what I want to become you know, and in the service of other people, I can't lead people without being that speaker, without being, being able to communicate and stuff. So, uh, in order to get in that position, I had to do it. You know, I had to just fight through it and get over that fear and having that purpose for the future. If it was just my, a goal for me to become rich or something like, then it's like, it's not a purpose, you know, it's not like great. I would have quit. I would have not even showed up if it was for that reason, because it's a personal goal, you know, mm-hmm. I've always failed and I've, I've never, I've always had the habit of starting and never finishing in the past. So at that moment, it was like, it wasn't for me anymore. It was for the future, like for other people that I'm going to help, that I'm going to lead and serve. So I was like, wow, at that moment in my life is when I understood purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, since then, I've just been so, uh, focused on personal development, specifically studying the topic of purpose. Um, over the, since then, it's been five years now. And uh, I love, there's all kinds of books that I read on it. Um, uh, ended up becoming a life coach a year ago, uh, finding my, my passion, turning it into a profession. Um, and uh, ended up, uh, well, since you asked, uh, how did I end up in Mongolia? Uh, my, I met my wife. She was on a missions trip in Mongolia. I mean, in China, and uh, but she's from Mongolia. And we met in my church, and we're serving together. Long story short, we got married and moved to Mongolia. So that's how I'm here. <laughs> yeah, but uh, finding like figuring out that purpose, li- doing all these personal development things, listening to podcasts, I ended up finding the most perfect job for me in China, which is, was teaching sports and getting paid for it. I didn't have to have a degree. I just needed to uh, know what I was talking about. You know, in China, they don't really care because it's new there, especially American football is what I was teaching. Um, but I, w- I had to get clear on uh, the direction I was going in life. 
And I came across a podcast that helped me do that, which is called The One Thing by Gary Keller. Uh, and it's a book called The One Thing Too. And basically it helps you come up with your mission in life. Uh, I, I did the whole exercise. I came up with a mission and that mission was what you read at the beginning to, sh to create personal development recreation centers all over the world. That would be the most meaningful thing that I could possibly do here on earth while I'm here. Even if I never achieve it, it would be worth my while trying to spend the rest of my life doing working towards this goal, right? That would be my one thing. And I was like, at that moment, uh, once I got clear on that, I, I now had direction in life. I know I knew which opportunities to say yes to, which opportunities to say no to. Um, and even if it was for a, a cut in pay, I, I know that I'm going in the right direction now, you know, towards my, my goals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So towards my, my one thing, my vision. So yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much everything. I summed everything up at the end. There's so many things that happened this past five years, but I don't want to keep going. <laughs> so yeah. for no, the sake was, of time. I think that, that, you know, that was really good. And what you said there about knowing your mission and even if you don't get there, but just the journey of be getting there or trying to work towards that is still worth your while. And I think that that's really important because a lot of people, they tend to understand where they want to go with a goal or they know what the goal is, but the journey to get to the goal is where the challenge is. And that's when they give up uh, mm. and where they just stop because they don't know if they will ever achieve that goal. But the mm -hmm. journey on its own is very valuable and has so many lessons and experiences mm -hmm. and things that you could learn. And actually, even if you don't achieve that goal, it will set you on a path to another goal or another passion or, or where you're actually supposed to be because you may set forth on one particular goal and path. Mm -hmm. And then re on, while you're on that path, realizing that actually you need to make a turn here because mm -hmm. that brings you more joy, more purpose mm -hmm. in your life. And I think that's really uh, critical what you said. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's true. And uh, a lot of people, they don't have a strong enough goal in the first place. You know, that's why they, they don't, they're not able to per persevere when times get tough mm -hmm. because their goal is vague, like how mine was to be become a real estate investor, you know, or to start my uh, t-shirt printing company. Uh, it was like, there was no bigger purpose behind it rather than it just being a goal. And it being a personal goal, none of that was for like, I want to start a company to greater the good of humanity. It was like, I want to be financially free. That's why I want to do it. It's for myself. You know, even it was for my family. That's still a personal goal. You know, so uh, finding something that's so compelling that you could possibly create or possibly sow into with your time, energy in the future. Um, that's what's going to help you continue to persevere when times get tough. It's going to help you step into things that uh, you thought you never could do. But because you have this strong, compelling vision for your future and you know that achieving this is going to like just be the, the greatest thing you could possibly do here on earth, then it's like it, it pushes you to go through, fight past your, your fears, your limiting beliefs, those mental barriers that you have. Uh, there's a, a really cool quote by uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He says that courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the realization that something else is more important than that fear. Mm -hmm. So if you have that important end goal, uh, it becomes greater than any fear that tries to stand in your way. Mm -hmm. And you're able to like, just take your life to new heights, like places you never thought you could go, things you never thought you could do become easier. 
Yeah, and I think that 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 is, I shared a quote similar to that on my Instagram last week, and it said that everything you've ever wanted in life is on the other side of fear, and you just have to get through it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is, a lot of the time, it's not, it's the fear of, you know, what society will say, or what, you know, your close friends or family will say, or, you know, people in your community will say, and you want to kind of maintain this ego or this perception and, um, and Eckhart Tolle says, you know, once you remove the ego, if you actually treat the ego as a separate entity, separate from you in your body, and you actually mm-hmm. remove it and you, you know, put it away, you'll realize that everything you've ever wanted is right there and you just have right. to work for it. And I think what you said about your own, you know, you, I think as individuals, we always just get in our own way. And it's not always other things or other people getting in our way. It's just mm-hmm. ourselves, our mind, our abilities, or our self-doubts as well. Like you said, I think that that is what inhibits us from being able to do something further in life, something that brings us true happiness. Right. I like uh, that's That's so true. Like everybody that I, I talk to, uh, especially the ones that are like ready for their journey, they understand that they are the only person that's standing in their 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 way from achieving whatever they want. The ones who don't realize that yet aren't, are, aren't ready for the journey of transformation. They're not ready for the journey of hitting their goals. You know, they're, they're, they're stuck. They won't ever be able to step past that because they can't realize that the problem is their self. And that, that's all, that's all the problem is. Even if it's this uh, really bad circumstance you're in, uh, even it doesn't matter how bad the circumstance is getting over your own mental barriers about what you believe about that circumstance is, is the key to that, you know, taking full responsibility for your life, no matter where you are in life, no matter how you grew up, no matter your environment, uh, that's up to you. You have to leave that environment. You have to leave those people. You have to make that choice, you know? So it's when it boils down to it, it's all up to us to achieve the goals that we want in life. Uh, But now there's a big miss conception of from a lot of people blaming it on society Mm -hmm. their friends family you know but we're in control yeah and i agree and i in my last episode um anisa our guest she said that you know you can't force anybody else to get onto this journey in life to their purpose in life or to just want to grow and have a mindset growth because everybody has to have their own soul's be ready to receive those messages because they're always there. It's just, when Mm -hmm. are you ready to receive that message and act upon it and, you know, and be able to move forward with it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, you know, for all of us, it's different for me. It was, you know, something I've been working on for a very long time, but then the birth of my daughter really catapulted me to pursue this because, you know, I want to be living a more purposeful life for her so that when wow. she grows up, she sees that and she lives a more purposeful life if she can, you know, and for you, it was, you know, wanting to achieve your dreams and figuring out where you needed to go with, with what you wanted to achieve and how you needed to get there. And I think everybody just has the ability. It's just, you have to listen to your body, you have to be able to take time to connect with yourself, to self-reflect, to, you know, see messages and see how they reflect with you. And um, the story of the little boy that read the books and created this app for you, you know, if you weren't ready to listen to what he said and reflect and actually let it connect with your soul, 
you know, that would have, you know, you may have not connected that way, may have, you know, gone a different, you might, yeah, exactly. You might have just gone right over your head as opposed to understanding it. But I think everybody has that moment when they can make that change in life. They just have to believe in themselves. Yeah. They just have to accept that they're in there. It's up to them. You know, it's not up to anybody else, but them. Mm-hmm. And then that's whenever they can do it. And you said also about self-reflection. That's so powerful. Uh, not only reflecting like now who you are today, but your past. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a, a saying in, in the, or in the uh, movie cars where uh, doc is trying to teach uh, lightning and queen, how to turn left uh, mm-hmm. in the dirt, how to make that drift. Uh, he says you have to turn right or left in order to turn right. And then he just couldn't figure it out. Like it's kind of, but he ended up getting it. But uh, in the same sense, uh, in order for us to look forward into our future, we have to look back at our lives yeah. and connect those dots. Like, like Steve Jobs said, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. So you have to look back on your life at all those experiences, good and bad, and try to find a pattern within them to uh, choose your most meaningful path forward. That's where you find your mission is in your past. Everything you struggled with, everything that helped you be who you are today, that's where you're going to find your end result, your goal. You know, that's, that's why it's going to be so meaningful to you. It's going to be an inspiration for you to get up and get to work whenever you have, whenever you connect it to your past, because our past is so huge for us. You know, it shaped us and some of us, some of us hate our past, but our, no matter if it's good or bad, it's a gift because there's something in it. That's, that's what God uses to talk to us, right? He uses those pasts. He's not going to audibly come out and say, you're, you're called to do this. Mm -hmm. He gives us the, the ability of free will and he lets us see, you know, we, we, it's up to us. Like he gave us free will to have to live our lives. He didn't make us want, have to serve him. You know, we just, we have a choice in this life. So, uh, figuring out our going back, connecting those dots, having that self-reflection on your life is going to be so powerful, helping you choose your mission. Yeah. And I agree. I, I believe that, you know, sometimes you have conscious or unconscious, you know, experiences that are affecting you and they're putting up barriers in your life and not allowing you to be able to connect with yourself deeper or even move past a certain routine or a certain cycle that you're stuck in and how to get past that and you know move past that barrier and in order to do that you do have to go back and reflect and dig deep and you know figure out where where are these experiences that's holding you back and what do you have to do to heal from that in order to move forward and one of my favorite movies i watched almost 15 years ago it's called loopers um and initially when you watch the movie because it is a movie about you know gangs and the drug trade and all that and initially you kind of i watched the whole movie and i didn't get it and then i went back and watched it again a second time and because i knew what was going to happen i listened more for the message what was the meaning behind this and essentially it was this you know this little boy who you know something happened in his childhood that really affected him you know and how it was dealt with at that time really impacted him and then he just then he continued to live this life of crime of you know being the leader of this drug trade of you know murder and you know spending time in jail and just continuing and perpetuating that lifestyle that was his stepdad's lifestyle that he mm-hmm. continued yeah. and then at the end of the movie 
it flashed back to that scene at the beginning. And, you know, when that scenario happened, it showed how he was able to deal with it or heal from it, be given that opportunity to reflect and heal from it. And then it showed his trajectory in life of how he lived a more purposeful life, a happier life where he wasn't, you know, involved in crimes and gangs and going to jail and all that. It's just, you know, and in that, in that moment, I just realized that like, that's the circle, you know, we continue what our parents are given, you know, and if they haven't had an opportunity to reflect, then we're just continuing that karma that comes from our families as well. And living life, just coping, you know, coasting along, or we can actually take an honest stance and say, we want to stop this cycle, this loop, we want to close it. And it changes from me forward. And then it's going to change for you, for your kids, for your great grandkids. And then it's just going to take a different trajectory um, Mm -hmm. for life, you know? Mm -hmm. It's so huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say that I think that's just such an important message that this reflection is not just for you. This is for your future and for your legacy. Mm -hmm. And once we realize like how much of uh, an influence our family really had on us, uh, especially like even coaches that played a role in our life or uh, pastors or mm-hmm. mentors when we were younger, like somebody we looked up to, they had a huge effect on us you know? and either negative or positive. They've had an effect on us mm-hmm. and really becoming self-conscious and really deciding it. Is this habit me or is this mindset me? Like, is this mindset going to support me in the future? Uh, because when we're kids, we think that, our parents are so wise, you know, they're so perfect. Like whatever they say is right. It's, right. it's you know, it doesn't care. I don't care what your mom said. My mom said this, you know, <laughs> so it's like, uh, once we get old enough, we start to see how, how real our parents are, you know, how, how human, I mean, <clears throat> uh, they make mistakes. They're, they're not the wisest people in the world. They're, they're just, they're a mom and dad trying their best, you know, you know they, they're helping, uh, going off their own knowledge, teaching you what they know. Uh, but not every time their lessons aren't always what is going to help you become the best version of you in the future, you know? So uh, whenever I, like when I read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that was never a conversation in my house at all. Like my parents don't even know anything about all that. My brothers and sisters, like they've never heard of that stuff either, you know, making money work for you and uh, stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, wow, there's so much things out there I need, I, I need to learn, you know, like uh, there's so much endless possibilities in this world. That that book opened up this world to me, like, and, and it all started with mindset. You know, that's that's how, uh, and over five, the past five years, I've just been developing my mind, um, learning all about, per, or deepening my personal development journey. Yeah. So yeah, there's so much power in that, that reflection, uh, deciding if those roles that you've become, in, that you've, if you are into, if they're going to support your future, your vision for your life, you know, and then getting rid of them or stepping more into them if they will support. Yeah. And I think that um, going back to talking about your mission, I think that that, you know, is so important because when we work in, you know, in the corporate world or for a company or anything like that, those companies, they always have a vision and a mission. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of the way they see forward for mm-hmm. their business, you know, making their profit and all of that. And it makes, you know, it's at the top of all their decisions. And I think that taking that mindset and just saying, you know, I need, like you said, I need a mission. I need a vision for my life so that I know, you know, 
in all of my life when I move forward, you know, where I'm going with it, how is it achieving my mission and what else do I need to do to get there? Um, Or am I on that journey or have I kind of moved away from that? um, And how do I get back to that? And I think that, you know, what you said there is really important for people to actually spend the time and the energy to sort through, you know, what is their vision for their life other than, you know, going to school, getting a job, you know, those kind of traditional things that happen. But once you do have the job, what is your mission in life in general? Yeah. And, and like my mission is to build recreation centers. Like that's a very entrepreneurial mission to have, but not everybody's an entrepreneur. Not everybody's going to build that business or that uh, nonprofit in the future. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's vision creators and there's vision supporters, mm-hmm. but everybody needs a mission because everybody needs to see what would be their most meaningful thing to, to accomplish in this world. Even if it was like uh, they worked for that company that uh, did this thing that was in alignment with, with their mission without um, having their mission, they couldn't choose that company and have certainty that they're right, right where they're supposed to be, right? right? So everybody needs to have that angle of where they're going, whether you're an entrepreneur or an employee or just a, a leader in a company, you have to have a mission and then you find companies that align with where you're going. That's where you, yeah. where you find certainty in your job. You know, that's, that's how I ended up finding my, my favorite job, my best job, you know? I don't like working for people, but I didn't mind working there, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to figure out the why, you know, why are you there? Especially in those Mm -hmm. very difficult, very challenging times. Like you said, understanding your why and going back to that, I think is, is, you know, so, so important um, for that. And so I was, um, I know you said that you, you've been on this journey for a while. So I was just wondering, how do you keep your mindset positive? in, you know, whenever you're getting challenges, what are some things that you do to, you know, when you're having difficulties, um, to be able to come back to that positive mindset? Honestly, the two things that have guided me since that day, since five years ago, when I decided to change my life, two years after that, I came up with a purpose statement and a mission statement. Mm -hmm. So these two things literally act as my guide. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anytime, like, uh, I came here to step on a stage, to, to share my testimony in front of uh, the university students here. Uh, there was like maybe 70 kids in the stadium and I was scared still, but uh, it was like my third time stepping on a stage since that big moment <laughs> in my life. And uh, I saw the more I, I did it, the more I got used to it. But having that purpose statement and my mission allowed me to, to accept it. First of all, they asked if I wanted to do it. Normally I would have said no, like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get uncomfortable and sweat in front of a lot of people and possibly look dumb, you know? Yeah. Uh, but knowing where I'm going and having that purpose statement, I said, I, I need to do this. I don't have a choice. You know, I didn't go out there and ask them, but when they asked me, I was like, it must be God, you know, like mm-hmm. pushing me, nudging me. You got to keep going, keep going. Don't stop. You know, you, you have to keep learning. You have to get more experiences. So yeah. Uh, crazy thing is, so I, I uh, Sorry, I'm going off now. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> um, go ahead. Yeah, so, uh, but the crazy thing is um, uh, when I stood on that stage, this was another powerful moment too because this wasn't around like my, the, the speeches I gave after that big moment in my life were like in front of my church family, you know, so it was like really close people. But at this moment was the first time in public speaking to a lot of people since that first uh, 
big moment in my life. Uh, and at the end of the, the speech, I was kind of excited. I was like looking at everybody in the stands or in the seats. And I told them, I shared with them. I wasn't even planning on doing this, but I shared with them. I'm like, you know, public speaking used to be my greatest fear in life. And uh, I didn't even plan on saying that, but I said used to be. And whenever I said that, I was like, I used to say public speaking is my big, biggest fear, you know, but when I said that used to be, uh, I kind of reflected later on that. And I was like, wow, like used to be, it's not my biggest fear anymore. You know, like now I just stepped into it again for the fourth time, you know? And, uh, when I, when I started to change my language like that, like I, I started to realize how powerful our words are, but uh, yeah, having, having that purpose and mission statement is what allows me to push in the hard times, having that courage, knowing that something else is more important, knowing that I'm going somewhere, uh, that it's super important to me, you know, mm -hmm. and the greater good of humanity, because I really want to help people change through sports and personal development, because that's what changed my life. Yeah, you know, that would be the most meaningful thing for me. So that that is my inspiration, my mission, my vision, my purpose statement, like, uh, my passions, those are those are everything that that get me to go. Yeah, and I think that's that's a really powerful message that you you're sending about, you know, understanding that sometimes you, you get through your fears but you don't even realize you're there because you're on mm -hmm. your journey and then when you realize that you're no longer fearful or you don't have those fears, mm -hmm. um that's just a power powerful moment and it's just it's, you know, powerful just to know yourself that you were able to get over that fear or you were able to conquer that mm -hmm. fear. And you, and it just sets you on a journey and a path knowing that you can really do anything you want just as long as you set your mind to it. And, you know, the fear is there to stop you, but you can just keep going and you will get past it. I think yeah, that's I like it. There's a powerful quote that says, fear is the gatekeeper to all of your wildest dreams. Yeah. yeah so if I you like are able to overcome that fear, yeah, if you're able to overcome that fear, like literally your wildest dreams open up because if you can overcome your biggest fear, like what else is possible? You know, you just conquered your biggest fear. Fear is the thing that controls almost all people, you know, <laughs> it's right, almost stronger. Yeah. It's almost stronger than the positivity. And what well, is a lot stronger than positivity in this world, fear. It's a stronger force, unfortunately, but yeah. overcoming that is like so empowering, especially when you look back and know who you were and you struggled with this thing forever, but you, you stepped into it for the third, fourth time, you know, it's not going to be, once you do it once, it's not going to be like, oh, now I can do whatever. But it's uh, doing it again and again and really conquering that fear is what's going to like, mm -hmm. if you could do that, you could do anything in this life. <clears throat> yeah. And I think I was actually just having yeah. this conversation with my husband um, when we went out for a walk earlier. And I was saying how this podcast is, you know, something I've talked about for years and years. I would say at least 10, 15 years with my family and my friends. And, you know, I never really went for it because I was fearful. I was fearful. Not that I didn't think I could do it. I was just fearful of what people would say, you know, would I even be relevant or interesting enough or, you know, myself just like, put, you know, managing, you know, the podcast platform, the website, all that comes with managing a brand. And then, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it. And then early April, I just went for it and did it. And I remember my first two episodes, I rehearsed and I practiced and I spent hours trying to make it perfect. And then since then, you know, understanding that I am living my purpose. And now it's just, you know, just getting on this call and being able to just have these conversations, you know, like 
I don't know if I would have spoken to you. Like if you had messaged me last year asking to be on a podcast with me, I would have been like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Like I'm probably <laughs> going to disappoint him and not, it's not going to work out. But, um, but now I get so excited when people message and want to be on my podcast because, you know, from across the world, you know, we're talking and sharing this right. conversation, having this conversation about something that we're both working towards um, mm -hmm. in, in live, trying to live our purpose in life and inspire other people. Yeah. And I actually have noticed in just in this is, this will be my fifth podcast, mm -hmm. but just, you know, in this last month, I've noticed that people around me that were kind of unsure about me launching a podcast, they themselves have now become inspired. And, you know, I saw one person was starting to make videos my sister wants to create an app that she's been thinking about for years, you know, and then one of my friends that was actually on my last podcast, she's now inspired to continue the work that she wants to do. Um, you know, and then there's people that want to do their own brand, create their own brands and blogs or vlogs or, you know, book, write books or whatnot. And they're reaching out asking, you know, how to get started. And to me, I'm just like, this is crazy. You know, I've only been right. here for a month. Like, what do you, I'm no expert. Like, why are you coming to me? But then at the same time, it's inspiring because I was able to take that jump, you know, and similar to you, like you're able to just make that jump and start something. And mm -hmm. that on its own is an inspiration to people because a lot of the time people can't get over their fear and make that jump, you know, make right. that leap to say that I'm going for it. Mm -hmm. regardless of anything I'm going for it. And they think that on its own, people want to know more about like, how did you, why did you start? How did you start? You know, and mm -hmm. you shared about, you know, the message on the screen wanting to, you know, make a change in your life and having, you know, someone reach out to you and just being open to it. Um, Shonda Rhimes, the creator of Grey's Anatomy and, and Chicago PD and, you know, all those big shows on um, primetime networks. She actually wrote a book. It's called the year of yes. And in mm -hmm. her book, she talks about how she always, even though she's, you know, famous and she's very successful, she would always say no to things, you know, invitations to parties, invitation to meeting random people she didn't know for coffees, checking her emails and responding or anything. She'd always say no, 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 because she was fearful. So then she decided that, you know, for this one year, she's just going to say yes to everything and see what happens. And she said that in that year, she created deeper meaningful connections with people she absolutely did not know at the beginning of the year she opened herself to these new opportunities that she never would have even known about or been a part of because she just said yes mm -hmm. and i think that's that's the part that you know makes it interesting for people that you know when somebody is able to say yes and get it done then you know they're like okay i want to say yes too how can i start and i you know and that's you know your story is very inspiring to people that want to get started and um that actually takes me to my next question um if you the in your mindset and you know in what you're doing right now if you could go back to talk to yourself when you first got um kicked out of college for and not making the sports the football team i believe uh, what would you say to yourself at that point yeah it's uh i love that question and i I thought about it before, actually, uh, before I had all kinds of advice I would give to my younger self, you know, uh, like I was like, man, I have so many things to tell my younger self. Like <laughs> I, I, I could paint a clear picture of the future of what it's going to be like, you know, give them a, a really good head start. But I was thinking like, um, 
it's almost necessary for me to go through all of that stuff that I went through, you know, because it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be like without the pain and the struggle, without the uncomfort, without like figuring it all out on my own, like literally searching everywhere. Um, it wouldn't be the same. If somebody just came and told me you wouldn't value it as much, right? Mm -hmm. You wouldn't really, if I went back and told, talk to myself, my, my younger self would probably be kind of skeptical. Like, like, who are you? Like, how, how should I trust you? I don't like, this isn't real anyways. You know, you, how can you talk to somebody in the future? <laughs> it's like, uh, that's, that's how I was back in the day anyways, you know? Um, but I probably would have took it with a grain of salt back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and just like, wow, that's impossible. That's like completely not me. Like how in the world, where would I start? You know? Uh, but if there was a piece of advice I would give one thing that I could do, uh, if I could go back even earlier than that, I would just give <clears throat> my younger self, I would just encourage him as much as I could, uh, motivate him and then give him that book, rich dad, poor dad. And as I read this book, this book is going to change your life and that's it, you know, mm -hmm. and then let, let him figure it all out from there. Cause that's like, that's where the, the transformation comes, you know, whenever they have the answers, they find the answers for themselves, uh, people mm -hmm. in general, you know? So that's what I would do now for sure. If I went back. Yeah. I love, I love that answer because I, you know, I get asked the same kind of question that I asked you actually often. And I say the exact same thing, you know, you need to have those hardships, those challenges in order to understand how to get out of it. Though that's, that's the scale, you know, similar like an obstacle course, you know, you have to climb those mountains, you have to jump the ropes, you have to go into the mud, you have to figure all that out in order to get to the end and really, really appreciate where you've come, you know, and where you, where you are. And, um, and, you know, I feel like with people that have gone through these own, ch these challenges, those are the, I feel for myself, those are the type of people that I connect with the most because I feel like on a deeper level, even though our challenges may be different and, you know, what we've been through may be different, but at the end we've, we've, we're in, we're in a similar place where we're connecting, we're, we have connected with ourselves. We've yes. gone back and healed and now we're looking to move forward with a purpose in mm -hmm. life. And, you know, I said this in one of my earlier podcasts that, you know, when people get to this place where they, you know, they're still on their journey. I'm still on my journey. You're still on yours. And, but when you are on this journey, when you come out the other side and you're able to look back and say, okay, yeah, these are the places that I've healed. These are the places I can still heal. And you've mastered this skill that it's often, it's often always that you want to share that message with the world, you know, that skill to say, you know, this is what I've done and how I've done it and you can do it too. And, mm -hmm. you know, you, you don't have to live that life, um, where you're hurting and, you know, you're not, you're mm -hmm. not living the best life or the best version of yourself. You know, right. you have that opportunity within you to do it and you just have to be encouraged and believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. One big roadblock that I had growing up uh, was that you, one is a mind roadblock uh, that you had to be successful in order to teach. Mm -hmm. You had to be a millionaire. You had to be, make a lot of money in order for people to listen to you. But actually that's not, not the case at all. Because whenever you're not there, people relate to you a lot more on an intimate level 
you know, cause you're, you're right there. You're, you're just one, all you have to do is just be one step ahead. You mm-hmm. know, that, and that, that is, uh, for anything, if you were to teach a class about any subject, you could just be one day ahead and you could teach it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in life, whenever you're, going to new levels you just have to be one level above them to teach it you know and then you're so much more relatable in that instance you know that's where you can build uh, impactful relationships real relationships and then start to find people who are going to join you on your journey or uh, help you get to the next level because you're you're pouring into them you know and you're seeing their lives change Uh, so that was just one big mental roadblock in my mind that uh, nobody's ever going to listen to me unless I'm successful you know, but getting over that, that's kind of like the imposter syndrome mm-hmm. syndrome as well. Like, I don't have this. So what am I, who am I, you know, but it's all just bogus. Like you have a message and your message, you don't know who it's going to inspire, but if it inspires one person to change their lives, it's, it's worth it. You know, even if, if that one day you didn't inspire someone that day, but the next day you change somebody's life, like it's worth it to keep sharing your message keep sharing, teaching your passions, like mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. And I think that, that is, you know, that's, you know, what I started this, that was the intention of this podcast was to talk to people like you that, you know, just are average people just amongst all of us that, you know, anybody can make these small changes and have it impact their life so deeply. And, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't have to have credentials. You don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to have a lot of experience even you could be on this journey for two months like you said or a month or a year or two years or a whole decade but it doesn't matter it's just as a person you always have something to share in something uh to value Mm -hmm. and um and i know when i first started somebody asked me you know how will you monetize a podcast and you know when i said to them i said my intention of my podcast is not to make money my intention is to inspire and if I, like you said if you inspire just one person that is mm-hmm. worth more than any amount of money in the whole entire world because one person yes. is now on their journey to live a more fulfilled life mm-hmm. and that's more valuable than any dollar amount that you can yeah. have for sure and uh there's Whenever I started becoming a life coach, I was doing some like market research and stuff. And I like to teach about purpose because purpose changed my life. Mm -hmm. So I was interviewing like 25 entrepreneurs, leaders. And uh, I asked them like, uh, there's most of them didn't know what their purpose is, but they all understood that were their most fulfilling life, how it would be. And basically they all came to the, to the conclusion that uh, serving others is my purpose. You know, they didn't know how, but they know that if they serve others, they will find fulfillment. And like, it's crazy how we're wired like that because we know what we're supposed to be doing with, uh, you know, other people, but we just don't know exactly where, but yeah, that's, that's literally what creates purpose in life without serving others. And it's even, I also like to, to make the point that it's bigger than our family. Even purpose is greater than our family. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your, your purpose, what I believe is not to be a great mother and father. Your purpose is much bigger than that. Your purpose mm-hmm. goes out into to many people's lives, not just your family. I don't believe you were sent here just to be uh, a great mother and live in your family. Cause that, that's more like a personal goal. You know, purpose is living for something greater than yourself and serving others. And the best way to do that is through your passions. It's the easiest, most fun way, right? And, yeah. And, and you know, you only have one life to live. So why not live a life of passion and purpose? Right. Um, you know, you don't have to. Too. 
Sorry? And today's society, we, we, we're spoiled enough, we're blessed enough to have that opportunity, especially with the internet. We can create a passion-based business solely online. You know, we have the freedom to create a business whenever, in whatever we want, you know, because uh, back in the day in the 1920s, like people couldn't follow their passion like they can today, you know, because uh, especially even time before that, they had to follow their parents' footsteps, you know, that was like the traditional way of life. Like what your father did, you'll probably do too. And you'll just like take the family business or you'll be a farmer or you really had less of a choice back then. But in today's world, it's so different. Like mm-hmm. now it's like people follow their heart because, uh, and it's necessary too, because technology is like, so it will, it will guide you if you allow, allow it to, you know, people are guided by the news, social media, like they're so focused on this that it dictates their life. But uh, having a focus for yourself is so freeing, freeing from social media, freeing from video games, freeing from anything that's controlling you, right? So it's so mm-hmm. powerful to have that direction, that purpose in your life. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I think that that, you know, it's very inspiring for anyone just listening that no matter where you're at or where you want to be, you just need to find what your purpose is. And that's, you know, get you on to that journey of finding your purpose in life and your passion mm-hmm. and being able to understand how to live that. Yeah. And a purpose, a lot, a lot of, there's a lot of people, especially I reach into groups and there's some people who teach about purpose. And it's really, uh, they do, it's kind of misleading. You know, you lead, you, you listen to a bunch of different people. Um, but I feel like the the Japanese Ikigai, have you heard of that? No, I haven't yet. Uh, that, that's an awesome tool to use. It's so powerful because it teaches you how to reflect on your abilities to find your purpose. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like a, a lot of the world's ways of telling you how to find your purpose is like to just meditate every day. Ask, ask the universe, what, what is my purpose? You know, every day you just have to ask the universe. And then one day you'll figure it out. But it's not, it's not that like, it doesn't come, purpose won't come to you like that. You know, so the best way, and uh, it is through, the way I help my clients is through their gifts, their passions in the service of others. That's like simply it. That's living your most fulfilling life. That's finding the job that you would love to work in. That's how you find your dream job, how you find your dream uh, business also. That it's like purpose as simply as that, your passions and your gifts in the service of others. Mm-hmm. Like, and you, you, you decide. You decide if you're going to start a business. You decide if you're going to join a company to exercise your gifts in the service of others. Also, you can decide to volunteer your time once you have that. You know, uh, With sports, I love... I could do it for free. That's why I'm a missionary. That's why like, I could be out there for hours co- co- teaching these kids baseball, American football, basketball, because like, I love it. You know, it's just like, but knowing my purpose is what allows me to step into it, knowing it's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I didn't know <clears throat> my purpose, my direction for life, <clears throat> I wouldn't be out there necessarily. Even though I loved it, I wouldn't be out there because... Um, it's, it's time consuming. It's energy taking, you know? So it's like, uh, but knowing like that purpose is what like, okay, like this is what I'm supposed to do. I know when I come back home, I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, wow, that was fun. Like those kids really had a great time today. Like I had a great time. Like, uh, they're getting better. Like it's, it's really cool, really fulfilling. Even though it's my free time, I'm just like giving my time to them. 
you know, it's yeah. worth it because I found my passions, you know. But you're enjoying <clears throat> it and having fun. And that, I think that that's, you know, the most, the most part, if you are going to keep your time up and you are going to invest your time and energy into something, you have to enjoy it and you have to have fun mm-hmm. with it. Um, because as soon as it's no longer enjoyable, you have to ask yourself why it's no yeah. longer and, you know, go back to, yeah, your, your mission and your purpose. And, you know, what about it is not aligning there for you. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And, uh, there was one, uh, it's so, like I said, empowering with the mission because it's easy to say yes and no. It's easier. Like, it's like, there's no question about it. If I should take this job opportunity, you know, if I should look into working for this company long-term because you have that uh, direction, you have that certainty. <clears throat> that's, that's what a lot of people are lacking in this life is certainty, the direction of their, their company. You know, they, they start, especially uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs, they start a business. Uh, they have a passion for it for a year. And it's not like where they wanted it to be. And they start thinking, should I change? <clears throat> should I change, start a new business? Should I keep going at this business? What do I do? I'm burnt out. Like, I don't know what to do. Without that certainty and direction, they'll just be burnt out. They'll be have the, uh, the what's it called? Shiny object syndrome where they're just going opportunity to opportunity. Like, that's how I was back in the day. And uh, But with that direction, they will know for sure if they're supposed to stay in that company or build that specific business or change to a new one which would be more fulfilling and more fun uh more they'll be able to come to work with passion you know wake up inspired to go to work Mm -hmm. come home every day yeah yeah i think that that you know you've shared a lot of really good pieces of advice and information for people that you know just need a little bit of inspiration to get started on this journey or who already are on this journey but just need a little bit of that parameter or framework around this because like you said you need to need to have a purpose or a mission statement to you know be your guiding framework for your life <clears throat> and where you're going and you know and opportunities like you said they come from all over the place and you know sometimes you think like is this what I want to do is this not what I want to do what's the purpose here what's where is this coming from right with that it takes a lot of courage but I think once you're clear on your purpose that courage comes with it as well. For sure. Yeah. Whenever I was in China teaching English, I was making like $3,000 a month, which was basically the same amount of money I was making at the oil field. So it was like uh, my one of my highest paying jobs. Uh, and I was like, um, so comfortable, you know, $3,000 a month. That's like in my pocket, $3,000. So it was like, that was great. You know, I didn't have to do hard labor work. I just had to come show up with at a kindergarten and play with kids all day. Like it was fun, yeah. you know, but it was also very draining. <laughs> but uh, when I had the opportunity to switch my jobs, um, I had to take a thousand dollar pay cut to work in that football, American football organization there. And normally I would have said, no, like that's an obvious no. Like I don't want to take a thousand dollar pay cut to work for your company but like knowing the direction of my life and stuff, it would be more meaningful. So I decided to try it, you know, just go for it. Cause what it would, I thought like, what would it be like to get paid to do what I love, you know, not, not work for free, but get paid to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, and when I made that shift, I started to realize how different you work whenever you love what you do. Like when I was lesson planning for classes, it was like, I had so many ideas I was like, we could do this. We could do that. When I was lesson planning for English, I was like, 
uh, letter A, like Apple. I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> this is annoying. Uh, and I had to present these lesson plans to parents and stuff. But when I was presenting to, to parents at the other company, I was like, yeah, this is this and we're going to do this and this helps this, you know, and then like it was just a different thing, you know, and uh, it just showed me how valuable it is to, to work doing something that you love how it changes your whole life, you know, For because sure. our work is like 80% of our everyday tasks. Like it, our time, it takes 80% of our time every day. We go to work for eight hours. Uh, we come home and we're drained of energy. You know, we want to come home and be a great mother and father and go do a lot of things, but we're tired. We're drained because work's a drag, you know, work is depressing. We don't like our job. Like, but having a job that you love, like, it's not draining. It's energizing. When I get home from with those kids, like I shared, I'm like, what do I want? I want to do something else. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like so crazy how, uh, how powerful that is to do what you love. And that's like my message. I, like my goal with my whole out the box company is just to inspire people to step into jobs that they love, you know, experience it, just get the experience and you'll never go back, you know, even for the money, the pay cut you know, it's worth it. Yeah. And yeah. And I think what you said is, is on point with exactly how I feel too, you know, mm -hmm. being able to live your life and do your passion, even though it's, it's probably much harder because you do clock in more hours, you know, cause you're thinking about it all the time you want to keep working on it because you love it so much. Right. It's just so fulfilling. So you don't even think about it and you're not like you said depleted at the end of the day you you you're energized you're looking forward to waking up tomorrow so you can continue to work on this and you know and you just get energized from everything that has to do with the work that you're trying to do mm -hmm. and um and on that note you talked about your company out the box so do you want to share a little bit about what how people can connect with you the kind of services mm -hmm. you provide um, and where they can reach out to you if they're interested in um, in connecting with you around that. So right now I'm really zoning in on Facebook. And uh, you could find my page uh, at Out the Box, uh, searching in the search bar. And that, uh, the O on out is a zero because the other one was taken. <laughs> so oh. I put the, the number zero. Uh, yeah, you can find me there and you can join our community. Our, we have a group in there, the Changemaker Society. And I just talk all about purpose, I talk about all about mindset, leadership. It's all, and that's what we all talk about in there. And it's just the, the main vision for this group is just to gather entrepreneurs like yourself, uh, like uh, everybody that understands living for life for others and service of others through your passions is the most fulfilling life, you know. And I, I do want to kick up my podcast again soon and interview people uh, that are in the community. So if you're an entrepreneur doing what you love, I would love for you to join us. If you don't know what you want to do in life, like come join us as well. You will learn so much. And uh, I do have a course coming out soon that teaches all about how uh, the process that I went through looking back, I put it into a simple plan to help you clarify your purpose, so your, your, your most fulfilling career path. So yeah, join me on Facebook. Uh, that's where I'm all my time and energy is going to right now. That's awesome. You're actually the first person that's called me an entrepreneur and that took me aback for a second. I was like, what? What do you know? And I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I'm there because, you know, you always dream about these being this living this life or being this person or being an entrepreneur, you know, and then um, and when it happens, it kind of takes you back to 
realize and connect that yeah you know you are there now you are becoming an entrepreneur but yeah, yeah I, sure. when you start up your podcast i'd love to return the favor and be on yours as well and Definitely. uh and for everyone please i'll send um i'll link all his his facebook page and um and his and his information onto the blog in the link show notes mm -hmm. as well as on my instagram and social media account so you can connect with him there as well mm -hmm. um just before we end, I do a question every day on my Instagram stories just to get people to think a little deeper. So I wanted to do one with you um, and see what you have to say. Oh, this is a perfect question for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the question is, if you could be a famous athlete for a single game, who would you be? Wow. That's, that's, that's a hard the power one. of the universe because I just pulled that out of a large deck of cards. That, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That is so perfect. Cause that was my dream, you know, uh, man, that's a hard question. Cause I love a lot of athletes. Uh, just for, for all the sports you play for one day to like relive one of their moments or something or. Yeah. If you could be one famous athlete, who would you be? I would be Ray Lewis the the old middle linebacker for the Ravens. He was a, a guy I really looked up to and I, I based my game off of him as well because he was not only a, a great player, but he was also a great leader and especially a spiritual leader for his team. So I would definitely love to experience his last Super Bowl game, uh, the, how he felt and everything. And that was his, his final uh, career, uh, last year of playing as well. So I'm sure it was like a really great moment. Yeah, it would definitely be Ray Lewis. That's awesome. I'll have to search up who he is because I'm not much yeah. of a sports, sports yeah. fan, but my husband is a huge sports fan. So if I tell him, he'll tell me I'm everything sure he'll know about who that is. <laughs> yeah. But thank you so much, Ian, for connecting and for agreeing to be on this podcast. It's been a very powerful conversation mm -hmm. and I know it's going to inspire lots and lots of people. And, mm -hmm. um, and I just really have enjoyed having this conversation with you and, you know, and I really hope we can connect, uh, further about this topic as we continue on this journey. For sure. Cool. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really, we had a lot of fun today. I love this conversation. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the end of this episode. And I hope that you enjoyed the episode as much as I love recording it. And I hope that you enjoyed hearing Ian speak about his journey to his purpose in life and all that he's doing to live that purpose. All of our show notes for this episode are on our blog at howdidyoulearntodothat.com. And any other information that you may be looking for is also on there. Or you can send me a note and ask me any questions that you may have or any follow-up questions you may have for Ian as well. Please help us grow and continue to bring these inspiring stories to you by subscribing, liking, and sharing us on all our social media accounts, as well as following us on Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts. If you could leave a review for us on YouTube or any of the podcast platforms that we're on, that would be absolutely amazing. It would help us grow so much faster. And with your encouragement and with your love, we can do that. If there are any topics that you would like us to cover or if there's anybody that inspires you or somebody that's doing something that you're interested in, understanding how they learn to do that, please send me a note on any of our social media accounts as well as sending me a note through our website and I will reach out to them and have to see if they can actually come onto our podcast. And just a final note, remember, investing in yourself 
has the ability to catalyze your life from ordinary to extraordinary and to allow you to start to thrive and live a thriving life as opposed to just a life where you cope. Get out of that grind and start to love the life that you've created for yourself. All right, so we'll see you next week. And just a reminder that we do share questions every single week on our Instagram stories for you to take a look at, to self-reflect and to analyze and to respond to and feel free to send your answers to either to me directly or to post it on your own stories or your instagram posts and tag us at how did you learn to do that and with that we would love to send you off with happiness and joy and kindness for this entire week and we'll see you next week all right bye